Good morning. Guys, this is a cool day, all right? This is our third in-house, well, this is our first in-house service, our third in-house meeting. And the in, obviously, is for novation, but a clever way to say, how do we get on the same page, make sure we're on the same page with the vision that God has gave Novation Church moving forward. Um, it's incredible to me to think about how fast time really does go by. And some have been from the very beginning of when we first started Novation Church or just started even thinking about it and dreaming and praying about it to you've come recently. And man, we prayed for you. We prayed for God to raise up people to, to serve this community, reach people for Jesus. And so today's a great day. If you have your phone, open your phone to the Novation app. This is super important today. It's the uh, one time in church I'll know you're not checking your fantasy football score during service. Um, go to the little house in the, the tile that has the house in-house and, and open that. And what's going to happen is you're going to be able to follow along for the rest of our, our time together before we have our, our feast at the end today, which make sure you stick around. We have 100 pounds of smoked pork. Thank God for Acts chapter 10. We'll talk about that next week. But in this app, you're going to be able to, to follow along. And the reason that that's there and that's important is you are going to hear a lot of information today. You're going to hear from different leaders and, and, and so forth. In something, God is going to say, you know what? You need to be part of that. You need to check in on that ministry. You need to contact this person. You need to be involved in that event. This is going to give you an opportunity to be able to just kind of... Did we die here? Well... Do it right away. And so just follow along with us this morning. So as a church, um, sometimes we need to remind ourselves, and if you're new, how is Novation Church structured? How are we led? And if you can kind of just picture in your mind a triangle. This is kind of our leadership structure model. Picture a triangle, and at the center of that triangle is Jesus. Jesus is the head of the church. He's the head of his church. Novation Church, we're a non-denominational church. We are not affiliated or connected to any denomination or any church movement. We are a non-denominational, Bible-believing, evangelical church. Jesus is the Lord of our church. Sometimes that's easy to say, oh, Jesus is Lord. That means who's actually <laughs> leading, you know, literally and physically. Well, we've set our, our leadership structure up in the way of that triangle. And at the top point of that triangle is our board of directors. And our board of directors is made up of seven people who oversee the affairs of the church, the, the ministry, ministry leaders, the pastors, and the, the business side and the finances of the church. And you're going to hear a little bit more about that in a bit. And then also one of the other tips of the triangle is ministry leaders. And you're going to hear from ministry leaders this morning as well. And then we also have our operations. And so at our church, we have three paid staff members, myself as the lead pastor. I'm Scott Applegate, if I haven't met you. Uh, Mark Bullion is our associate pastor, and you're going to hear from him as well. And then um, Janelle, my wife, is the director of operations. So we have three paid. The rest of the church is completely run with volunteers, which is amazing in itself, and it's just a testament to what type of church and what type of, you know, heart we really have as a church family. So um, now our vision as a church is that we would be like the early church. If you read through the book of Acts, you get to chapter 2 after the birth of the church after the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, 42 through 47 is our vision verse. And it's, we want to be a modern expression of what the early church was like. And if you read through that, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the, the word of God, and to prayer, and to fellowship, and to breaking of bread, 
and that they shared life together and they took care of one another and that they had impact on the world around them. And it says at the end that the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved, those who were being saved. And so they had devotion to those key things, they had community, and then they had impact on the world around them. We want to be that. We want to be what that looks like in the year 2019, and that continues to be our vision. What does that look like today? So how do we accomplish being an Acts 2 church or a modern expression of the church? Well, we have six ministries, we, we in-house kind of call them pillars, that, that drive this vision of being like the early church. Six different things, and you're going to hear about all six of those this morning, how we do it, who leads it, and how you can be involved and continue, because the six ministries, the six pillars, really do overlap one another with the same goal of glorifying Jesus and making disciples for Jesus. And, and so all of these things that we do as a church family work together so that people come to know Jesus Christ and multiply and make more disciples for him. So as the lead pastor of the church, I wear several responsibility hats, but one of my responsibilities is leading one of the ministries that we call the Sunday Experience. That's what you're here today. You're part of the, the Sunday morning, the Sunday experience. And so um, a, a number, 398, this is our 398th worship service as Novation Church. <laughs> January 12th, 2012, we launched our very first service. The week before... Bronco fans was when Tebow pulled off the miracle against Pittsburgh. That's how I remember it. I was in the janitor's closet getting ready to do something. I hear everybody yelling and screaming. I came out and the game was over in one play like that. So I, that marks my memory. Janelle always tells me, you remember things that really don't matter, but you can't remember what I asked you to get at the store. But I'm working on it. 398 services. Golly. Worship services. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of worship, a lot of teaching, a lot of volunteers, a lot of people making this what God wants it to be. So um, the purpose of our Sunday experience really falls into three categories. We want to refresh believers, people who say, I'm in, I'm a follower of Jesus. The goal of our Sunday morning is that you would be refreshed in, in vibrant, experiential worship that you would hear the word of God taught in a practical way that you can take out of here and apply to your life. And then the second thing is we, we, we do strategically and intentionally keep the unchurched in mind. Do you know that 93% of the population of Denver, Colorado this morning is not found in any church? And there's millions of people. And so church plants and churches are the way people come to know Jesus the most. And we've seen our fair share of God's goodness in seeing people come to know Jesus Christ that didn't know him. But we also keep in mind people who have had a bad experience with church. We call them de-churched people. They had some faith or some church in the, in the past, but they got hurt by church and they got a bad taste in their mouth. We really are trying to have the Sunday morning be a front door into what the culture and community of Novation is about and so um, we're not watering anything down or, or trying to, you know, bait and switch anything. People need to come to know Jesus Christ, and we'll never pull back from that. But not everybody, just because they come to one service or hear one message, say, yeah, I'm in. So we leave this process of discipleship for, for people, and we've seen that happen. We, we have a statement that where we're, we say people can belong before they believe. Because there does need to be sometimes that process, yet with the whole goal and intention that people do become fully devoted followers of Jesus and multiply themselves. The third purpose of Sunday is children and students. So on Sunday morning, if, if you haven't noticed, we have heaps of children, like diapers through fifth grade, right? 
middle schoolers and high schoolers participate in this service together. They serve, worship, etc. And students come back, middle school and high schoolers, on Sunday night for the youth group experience. And you're going to hear about that just in a second. But um, children, on our heart, how do we have the, the best experience for your children and the children and the generation to come to, to be taught the Word of God, to experience Jesus together with, their, with what their parents are learning and having that same track together. And I don't know if you know this, but I bet you some of you do. We have the absolute best children's pastor on the planet. Did you know that? Couldn't see you. I don't know if I had to wake you up or not. I'm a little slow. Mark and Becky and their children have been part of Novation from day one. And Mark and I actually have known each other from way back when I was a youth pastor, and then they moved up north. And the year that, in 2011, we started talking about planning a church and what that would look like, um, we were praying. And one day, Mark called me, and he said, man, I, got, I need help with, with something. Can you give me some advice? And we talked, and I said, oh, by the way... We're planning a church, and uh, so pray for us. And he was like, okay, cool, and he, he said that, that he hung up, and he told Becky that we were starting a church and that they immediately felt a prompting from God that they were supposed to help, <laughs> and he called me right back, and we'll be there at your next meeting. When's it going to be? And Mark and Becky and the kids drove down from Loveland every Sunday, and as we started in, to do in the children's and for six months, and then six months into Novation, we felt a prompting from God that we were supposed to take a risk and hire Mark as an associate pastor, and the rest is history. So, Mark, we thank God for you. Share a little bit about what's happening on Sundays with children and students. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Thank you for welcoming me the way you did. I do appreciate that so wholeheartedly. It's, it's awesome. I have the privilege, if I have not met you, I'm Mark Bullion. I am the associate pastor for Novation Church. I have the privilege of overseeing diapers through diplomas. That's what the best way I could come up with my description, because that's who I see, and that's who I deal with primarily in my role. Um, for a little bit of my background history, I have, I've uh, taught elementary education for 10 years before I went into ministry. So I've been, I have a master's degree in education, and I love leading students. I love leading children. Uh, nine of those years were teaching kindergarten. So I do have a heart for students. Um, I'm holding a name tag ball in my, my hand. Now, this does not represent 398 weeks. This only represents 136 weeks that we've been in this building. And there are approximately 8,100 names in this name tag ball. Wow. And I, and, I, and I really had to question that. And I did my math lots of times. And we average about 60 students a weekend. And for 136 weeks that we've been in this building, that's what this is. Listen to this. It's about a six-pound ball. That thing's heavy. That represents our students on a weekly basis that come through Novation Church, that we lead, that we, we lead in worship, that we lead in curriculum and leading them to Jesus Christ. Great representation. I leave this on my desk every single day just to remind myself to pray for these students, to pray for their families, but to be encouraged and to prepare for the following week for what God's got planned for them through the classes that we teach. Um, we do have five classes that we lead on Sunday mornings. Um, they're infants, toddlers, preschool, and then we spit our um, elementary students up K-1 and then two through five. Um, so we, as you can visually see, we've got a lot of children that we, we work with on a weekly basis. Usually around 60 is the number. But right now, we're kind of at a place that we need help in children's ministries. I wouldn't want to say critical right now, but we could sure use some help, helping to lead and guide these children. Um, something as simple as holding a baby on, on a Sunday morning to allow a new mom and a new dad to come in and listen to the word of God that's being given to them. By you holding their baby, you're giving them the opportunity to experience what God's got planned for them. It's critical. It's important. Um, we need people to help serve goldfish. And sometimes all you've got to do is take a handful of goldfish, and it's like chicken feet. You just throw it out there, and they just... 
Raise your hand if you know I'm joking. Oh. No, we use cups. And then we do that. We need people in the classrooms to help the children not eat crayons. Simply. Um, it really gets in their teeth. We need, we need, we need teachers in the classrooms. Um, even our toddlers have a strategic curriculum that we use, our preschool and then our elementary students. And it's a prepared curriculum, meaning during the week, I am preparing all these curriculums, so all I have to do is hand it to the teachers that come in on Sunday morning and go, go for it. Nothing is, there's not one thing that the teachers have to, to do. It's already prepared. So all the lessons, all the arts and crafts, everything is ready to go. So we just need, we need people who have, are passionate about children or who have children or who are thinking about having children. Somewhere in there. But we do need help in children's ministries. And so I would ask you, would you consider doing that? Would you consider giving yourself one or two weeks every five to six weeks? And we can, we can be very, very flexible with the, um, the timing of that. But um, as you leave today, um, think about it and watch and look at all this, the children that are running around and just be reminded that they're being fed in their service back there just as you guys are here too. And I take that very personally, that we make sure that they hear the word of God every single day. Because as a, as a school teacher all these years, sometimes these children, this is the only Jesus that they may see during the week. And it's no shot on parents, but sometimes I mean, this might be the only Jesus that they hear about during the week. So we want to make their hour that they have back there, hour and a half, the very, very best that it can be. So now I'm going to transition. I'm going to transition to what I do on Sunday nights, because not only do I, do I teach on Sunday mornings in the second through fifth grade class, but I also come back and, and help lead our middle school and our high school students. Now, those are two different things that we're talking about now, my children versus my high school and middle school students. Um, these are the students that if you've seen our Facebook page, these are the ones that are praying and gathered around a campfire at 3 a.m. in our lock-in a couple of weeks ago. These are the students that are covered in paint and covered in syrup, and you can still see the remnants is out in the parking lot of our messy night a couple of weeks ago. But this is also... Um, the same students that you see engaged in Bible studies on Sunday nights here in the building. We meet from 6 o'clock to 7.30 p.m. Um, and our, we have an amazing group of students. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but the, the gentleman playing keyboard up here, that's Josh, one of my high school students. They're giving, he's giving himself of his talent, his treasures, by serving this ministry here. I've got students back in children's ministries right now. I'm spitting a lot. <laughs> um, and then we have students that serve in cafe, in security, in AV back in the back. So our students are infiltrated in this ministry of Novation Church. And I'm so proud of every single one of them. I'm blown away by their hunger and their desire to seek after God. I want to tell you real quickly, we have about six to eight students that show up on a weekly basis on, on Sunday nights that don't, their families don't even attend Novation Church. Some of them may not even attend a church at all. But out of all of my students, approximately 40-ish on, on Sunday nights, I have eight, six to eight that show up that don't even have a home um, for their own. But these are, these are kids that have been, been invited by their friends. I said, why don't you come check out our church and see what our youth group is doing? And they love it. And it's awesome what a testimony that is. But here's a sobering statistic. 70% of our students who attend church, and this is, this is nationwide, for at least one year, probably in the middle school, early high school age, by the time they get to be juniors and the time they become seniors, fall away. That statistics, I hate it, and it scares me. I have two high schoolers of my own. And to think that there's 70% will then fall away. Now, they fall away because they get busy. They have jobs, and, but they still need to be engaged, and they still need leaders leading them in a different way. Our, our middle schoolers, I have no problem keeping middle schoolers in Novation Church. They're like gremlins. You add water, and they multiply all over the place. They just keep coming out of the woodworks. But as you filter that up to our high school students, they become less and less. And this year, I'll have four seniors in high school and I pray that every single one of them show up every single week. But I know statistically they're not going to because they're going to get busy. Things get in the way. Priorities get reshuffled. 
and I don't want that to ever happen. So I'm going to implore you as a church body, would you consider helping out in, 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 in our youth ministry? Showing up one weekend or one every Sunday evening and help lead our students. And it even doesn't even have to be on Sunday mornings or a Sunday evening, sorry. What if you took one of the high school kids out and had coffee one day and just got to know them a little bit and to get to know their hearts? These students are amazing, and I'm blessed by them every single time that I get to be with them. So that's us. That's me. That's what we get to do for our, from our diapers to diplomas. I'm grateful for each one of you. Thank you for being uh, an available ear and listening, and I pray that God is stirring something in your heart. I will be available after the service today. Um, we're going to be, uh, our youth group is actually leaving it right after, right around noon. We're going hiking up in Boulder Canyon. So um, catch me afterwards. Let's chat. And my email is somewhere in that app. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mark. As Mark was appealing, there are a lot of opportunities, um, you know, to serve within the church. A lot happen on Sunday, serving opportunities. People always say, how can I serve? How can I get more involved? Sometimes shoulder to shoulder is the best first way to serve. Um, I want to show you a video from Tanya Garwood, her husband John and her oversee uh, kind of the, the volunteer opportunities, as well as Jessica Dennis, who coordinates all that for them. Hear from her. Hi, everyone. I'm Tanya Garwood. My husband, John, and I oversee the volunteerism here at Novation Church. We decided years ago we would start volunteering just to get involved and meet people, and it's the best way to have relationships in church and outside of church. There are actually 139 different opportunities every single month here at Novation to volunteer. That means all of us in this room can get involved. If you're not already connected, we'd love to talk to you and find a spot for you. not to brag, but I've cleaned the toilets here before. I promise you that. So um, yeah, opportunities to serve. Three things I want to leave you with is about Sundays is invite people to service. The youth group invites kids to youth group. Keep inviting people. That's, that's how most of us got to this church was somebody invited you. A, st a statistic shows that 83% of unchurched people say they would go to church if someone took the time to invite them. Let's continue at that. Engage. When you come on Sunday morning, have your heart ready to connect. Have your heart ready to love. Have your heart ready to express worship and have your ears open to be able to hear the word of God and then serve. There are so many opportunities to serve. Again, thank you, John and Tanya and, and Jessica, for all you do to organize this. Everybody has an opportunity to serve. Um, we're going to shift gears just for a second now. Beyond Sunday or the Sunday worship service, an, our next ministry that we want to highlight that achieves for us moving to be a, an Acts chapter 2 type church is our connections ministry. And the purpose of Connections is to build relationships outside of just being together in the worship service. So hear from Joel and Alicia who lead our Connections ministry. Hi, everybody. We're Joel and Alicia Dennis, and we're the leaders of the Connections team here at Novation. And this morning, we wanted to share with you a little bit about what is Connections all about. You see, the purpose of Connections is for us to create events that bring us together as a church. We want to create things that help us get to know one each other outside of a regular Sunday morning. Felicia's going to tell you about some of the traditions that we've created here at Novation. 
So as most of you are aware, some of the events we've had over the last year um, include things like our February Fiesta and Family Feud. Uh, that went over real well. People seem to really enjoy that. Uh, one of the more recent events was the Horseshoe event uh, that we combined with the home group and did the Horseshoes and Home Groups. And we had about 100 people show up for that. Um, 1,180. That's how many water balloons were thrown during the Horseshoe event. Um, most of those at Scott, Joel, and Brian but some of the kids had some great fun with that as well. Throughout the year, we've got lots of other traditions that we've done for years. Our annual chili cook-off is coming up. I think we're going on seven years strong with that one, uh, as well as our eighth annual Novation Open just happened about a month and a half ago. A great golf tournament with a great turnout there as well. Along with church-wide events, we've got men's and women's events that happen throughout the year, men's and women's breakfasts, along with other great events that are planned by a team of folks who just want you guys to be able to connect with other people in the church. So what's next for Connections? We've developed some of these traditions, and we think that everyone is really enjoying it from the feedback that we've gotten. So we really want to encourage you is to continue to come to these events. We need you there for these to be successful. It's also an opportunity, like we've talked about, for you to get to know other people in the church. And somewhat more importantly, what we really want to look at this next year is for you to invite other people to these events. When we do a chili cook-off, or we do pizza and sweaters in December, Look at it as an opportunity for you to take someone that you know that's not plugged into a church. It might be a family member or maybe a coworker. Invite them along to come and see what this culture that we're creating at Novation is, where we really feel like a community church who has fun together. So I know it's hard when we're busy, you've got lots of plans for the day, but today is an opportunity for you to stick around, get to know someone, and enjoy a great meal that we have prepared for you. And that's really the heartbeat of Connection. Let's, uh, let's give a round of applause for Joel and Alicia Dennis. Yeah. So a couple of cool things. I'm going to stick on the Dennis family for a minute. This week, uh, a couple special things happened. We welcomed, they welcomed, we welcomed with them their 12th child into their family this week. Baby Joy. That's huge. And if my Facebook app serves me correctly, Alicia, you have a birthday today. Oh, she's not. Oh, of course she's not here. Yeah, well, we're, when you walk by and you see Alicia today, make sure you wish her a happy birthday. Um, but the, the Dennis family, Joel and Alicia, big family, uh, big hearts for this church, but a big impact in Novation Church. And so when we talk about connections, yeah, thanks, Scott. We talk about connections. Listen, today's day and age, you can do church from home, right? You can watch sermons and videos online, but there's nothing like being here with a body of believers, corporately worshiping and doing church together. So step one to connection is be here, right? You have life, everybody gets busy, and things come up, but try to be in church as much as you can. And then aside from that, you can come in and sneak in the back, you know, row every week and not really converse a lot, but I promise you that your faith will begin to increase and your confidence in the church and the body of believers and in God to fulfill his word when you start connecting with other people. So there's so many opportunities to connect. Um, after service today, uh, Scott mentioned that Rusty McClenahan has, has cooked 100 pork butts. And I just want to say thank Rusty for allowing us to say the word butt in church. So that's number one. That's awesome. But you know what? Um, we're going to actually have a Kona ice truck with, like, slushies outside after the service today. Um, our board members, our ministry leaders are all going to be here to welcome questions, thoughts, suggestions, and, and anything that you would like to converse about. Um, and I also, men in the church, I want to remind you, hopefully you got an email talking about the men's ministry. And, and if you didn't get that, you can also go through the app. We, we have a little survey there. We want to know how can we better serve men in our men's ministry, and how we do the men's events, uh, when, what times of the week, and so forth. So please engage in that survey if you would. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. And um, so just uh, thanks to the Connections team and, and everybody in here. Find a way to connect. It's, it's greatly encouraged. Okay. So I want to, uh, now I want you to check out a video. This is going to be Joel and Kristen Diebel, who lead our home group's ministry.
Hey everyone, we're Joel and Kristen Diebel and we lead the home group ministry here at Novation. We're excited to share what has been going on over the last year and looking forward to next year. And the purpose of home groups is to provide opportunities for deeper relationships, greater faith, and mutual accountability. And this is something that's been going on through a number of groups. In fact, we have 157 active participants in home groups over the last year. And when those groups meet over the course of the year, about 20 times or so, that leads to 3,140 individual opportunities to express what we call the one another's uh, in the home group environment. And that just means that we're loving one another, caring for one another, and sharing life with one another. So we're really excited about where home groups are right now, but we're even more excited about the future and creating even more of those opportunities for others. So Kristen's gonna share with you what's going on next. We have multiple home groups here at Novation that are thriving, and in fact, they're bursting at the seams. So what we're praying for is that God would raise up new home group leaders who will continue creating environments where people can get connected and experience community. In order for this to happen, we need people to step out in faith and be willing to become a home group leader. We want to help facilitate this. So on September 29th from 11.30 to 1 p.m. and on October 6th from 11.30 to 1 p.m. right here at Novation in room one, we are going to be hosting a home group leader training. This is not a commitment to lead a home group. This is just an opportunity to come and get some hands-on practical tools to find out what leading home groups is all about and to see if this could be a good place for you to serve at Novation. We are so excited for everything that God has in store for us as a church, family, and community, and we think home groups are a vital part of that, and we would want to invite you to come and be a part of it as well. Thanks. Round of applause for Joel and Kristen Diebel. You know, we've made home groups a priority in this church, and this has been, they, they have taken the reins on this for the last several years, and we've talked about it, we've prayed about it, we've made it a priority. And so we now have seven home groups. We have two newer ones starting, that I'll talk about in just a second, but, and then one of those seven is the young adults. So if you're a young adult in the room, uh, up to, let's say, 25 years of age or so, it's a really great chance for you to get connected in a home group too, okay? But four of our groups, they're overflowing. And my wife, Jill, and I years ago were part of a group that somebody else in the church le uh, led. They had to move away, so we took that upon ourselves, and we meet on Sunday nights. And it's been an amazing blessing from God to, to build tighter relationships with people uh, and long-term friendships. And we, you know, God has allowed that to grow, and it's been a substantial blessing for us and I think many others. But I want you to just grasp something real quickly, okay? When we're talking about home groups, the power and the importance of them is that when you think about a pastoral team, okay, and we're going to talk about prayer and care in just a minute, but a pastoral team, we have, you know, two paid full-time pastors and some lay pastors bivocationally. If every issue that came up in life had to filter through the pastoral team, guess what? We, we'd have some major problems, right? We, we could not be there to support. So home groups inherently becomes this, this layer, this filter of life celebrations issues, challenges, concerns, relational battles, physical ailments, financial struggles, and, and home groups become that layer. So if you're not in one, join one. I want to, uh, Rick Enox, I think, are you here? I think I saw you, Rick. Um, this is Rick Enox. They, he and his wife, Jen, just uh, started a new home group that's going to meet on Thursday nights. And also Seth and Danielle, where are you? Seth and Danielle are going to sort of re, uh, I guess, take over and, and sort of relaunch a home group on Thursday nights. So those are two new groups. There's a lot of availability there, so I encourage you to reach out to one of those if that works for you and, uh, and join a home group. Right on. Um, <clears throat> really, the goal of, of every believer in Jesus Christ is to grow spiritually. What's that 100 number represent? 100% of believers should be pursuing spiritual growth, pursuing how to grow in our knowledge of the Bible and the gospel to grow in our experience of, of, of who God is and then how to use our gifts in, 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 that God has given us. So hear from our spiritual growth director, Chris Ingalls, about what's happening in that area. Oh, 
My name's Chris. Here to give you an update this morning on this area of ministry that we call spiritual growth. Spiritual growth has a threefold purpose. It exists to serve one another in growing in our understanding of who Jesus is, growing our relational experience with Jesus, and to help you grow in your abilities and your gifts so that you might help others do those same things. And you may think that's kind of like that's kind of stating the obvious for a church, and you'd be right. Yet we do feel that we need to and must be intentional about these areas of growth. How have we done that, and what is next for this area of spiritual growth here at Novation? So core groups have been around um, for several years in our community. Uh, they are a group of three to four men or three to four women who get together um, to go a little deeper. So we're going to continue to bring more emphasis to core groups over the next year. Um, and we're going to invite you to try out core groups. And when we tr say try out is to say for a specific period of time and for a specific purpose in one of these areas of getting, um, of getting to know and understand and or experience Jesus Christ, but doing that together. This past year, we launched Tuesday Night Disciples with the purpose of a couple of times a month in providing an opportunity to for more of us to engage in these areas of understanding, experiencing, and using our gifts. What we learned this past year is that lives are busy and that a live Tuesday night event is very difficult for most of our community to attend. So what's next for TND is the next phase of TND is, is, is the TND podcast. So through the TND podcast, our intent with that will be two conversational teachings published each month um, digitally up on the Novation website of, so that that so that uh, the TND content teaching will be more available to more people in our community. Seven Miles is a set of um, devotionals that have been in development over the past year and that are going to be becoming available for you uh, in the upcoming months. These devotionals are a 10-day commitment and are traditional devotionals in that sense, but they are not traditional in the sense that they should not be and are designed to not be completed alone, but with another person. Along with the seven miles devotionals will also be what we're calling seven mile shorts. If you've got a smartphone, you're going to be able to uh, subscribe to the seven mile shorts and be alerted on Tuesday and Thursday mornings to engage in a short devotional together as well. In this world, there are many good things that we can be happy and find some degree of satisfaction, family, career, relationships, all good things that, that God provides. None of those things are designed to bring that ultimate satisfaction. It can only be found in one place. Thank you, Chris, for all the hard work that's being put into this, that we are positioned in a, in a place to make it as simple as possible to grow in our faith. So thank you for that. Stay tuned for more on, on spiritual growth. Over the next month, you'll be hearing about these TND podcasts and some other ways you can, you can connect with that. We're going to now hear from Seth and Danielle Woodyard, who here uh, are going to share about outreach, um, our, our purposes of our outreach accomplishing that Acts 2 model again to have impact on the world is that we're, we're, we're serving Jesus globally, locally, and personally. And one thing we've been praying about is would our community miss us if we weren't here anymore? I don't mean us in this room, but would the community around us miss us if we weren't here? That's how we can start knowing if we're having an impact on the, the literal community around us. And I know Seth and Danielle and, and, and the team are praying about how do we have a greater impact on the world around us. 
RSF and Daniel Woodyard, and we lead local outreach and global missions. This past year has been amazing with local opportunities, and Danielle's going to tell you a little bit more about these. So Hope House of Colorado hosted their annual Christmas store right here in our building. We did a baby bottle campaign for Life Choices, which is an awesome, amazing local organization that helps support choosing life. We donated canned goods to the Tri-City Baptist Food Bank. And then, of course, our school supply drive benefited 21 kiddos at Woodrow Wilson and a few other schools. Well done, church. We couldn't have done any of this without you, so good job. Thank you so much. Um, this past January, we returned back from the uh, Dominican Republic for our fifth trip out there. Over the years, we've gotten to see the church grow. We've gotten to build relationships and just love on the Dominican people, so that's just been amazing. 113,865. That's the population of Westminster, Colorado. Saturday, October 19th, the city of Westminster is holding their Harvest Festival right across the street. We're putting together a team of volunteers and we need people to sign up. So please, if you'd like to um, just love on the community, sign up on the website. So that's what's going on locally. Come back next week to see what God is up to in the world and to hear from some of our global missions partners. High five your neighbor. Good job, Novation Nation. You know, as, as you guys leave, you're going to have a lot of things to contemplate, but certainly, Scott, that philosophy of if this church wasn't here geographically in the community, would the community notice and would they feel a loss? What a great barometer for us to think and pray about. So you don't need our permission to do outreach. We all should be doing outreach wherever we are during the week, uh, but certainly the Harvest Festival coming up, and I, I know there was, a, I think there was an email that just went out, the Hope House of Colorado is going to need some help moving to their new residential center I think in the next week. So there's countless opportunities to serve. Holidays are coming up. There's going to be more opportunities there as well. So um, we just, uh, we're thankful for the outreach team and that opportunity to share Christ through serving. Um, so a little earlier, you saw Mark Bullion, uh, our children's pastor, come up and talk about the youth ministry, children's ministry. But Mark also has another, well, we'll call it two hats that are very, very important pieces to this church that he takes on the responsibility of, and that's prayer and care. And so although as a pastoral team, we, we you know, do a lot of these as joint efforts, Mark really spearheads um, when there's prayer requests that come through, uh, you know, praying for them and distributing those to the leadership to pray about. But also, you know, care uh, when there's uh, new births or there's, you know, weddings or funerals. Mark embraces a lot of that. In fact, I think at one point this year, Mark was like three or four funerals in like a month's time. And, and that burden is very heavy. And we just really want to say thank you and uh, for doing that. But let's uh, let's hear from Mark on the uh, on the outreach side. Check this out. Hey everybody, this is Mark. I oversee the prayer and care ministry here. One of the foundation principles of prayer and care is what Jesus tells us in Scripture by caring for the body. One tangible way we've been doing that for the needs of our church family is through take a meal. I wanna let you know that we in seven and a half years have provided over 700 meals to families in seasons of needs. Way to go, very proud of everybody. Did you know that we meet Thursday mornings at 9.30 here at the church to pray for the needs of our body? It's a great way to get involved. But if you can't make it at 9.30 on Thursday mornings, I encourage you to subscribe to our iPray team. You'll receive email notifications um, on how to pray for our body's needs as they come up. I'd welcome your ideas on how we can expand prayer outside of the walls of 9.30 on Thursday mornings. Caring is not only the responsibility of the pastoral team, but is the responsibility of you as well. Will you help us expand and grow the ministry of prayer and care? I welcome your ideas. Reach out to me. Find me in the hallways. I look forward to talking to you. God bless you guys. The take a meal thing has been something that's just been a real heartbeat of this church, of people that are new, 
go through something, we have opportunity to take a meal, you meet somebody and care for one another. Sign up for that. Um, many of you are probably great cooks and could really uh, use your skills in that area, as well as the I pray. Sign up for that. If you can't make the prayer meeting, you can certainly be praying uh, maybe as couples, families, whatever, together about the, the needs of our body together as well. So um, we're going to move into talking about uh, the board of, of overseers that we have at Novation, how the board functions a little bit, and um, some of what has happened financially in this last year uh, here, here at Novation. I don't know if you know this, but Chris Ingalls was the board president for the last two years, and this year, uh, Brian has become the president of the board of overseers here, here at Novation. He's going to introduce a few of the board members as well as I will. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so by the way, being the president of the board doesn't really give me any superpowers except for to fire Brad if he does turn off my microphone during joke times. Other, other, uh, no, Brad's a volunteer. It's and, going in and out. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, it is. It just, Brad's an amazing volunteer, and we thank you for what you do, Brad. Um, so one very important thing for you to understand, you may have heard this before, about the board at Novation Church is this is a board-led church. Okay, what that means is that we currently have seven members. Um, we can have up to nine members, board members, to, to really guide and make sure that the church is going in the direction that we believe that it should be going in. And um, each board member has one vote, so no board member in and of themselves can really make ultimate decisions by themselves. And we think that's a stewardship concept that has proven and will continue to prove successful and serve us well as we go. So I want to introduce to you uh, four of the board members, and then Scott will introduce the other three. Um, certainly, Scott and Janelle Applegate, uh, our, our, our founding uh, pastor, and, and Janelle, now our director of operations, had this vision some eight years ago to start the church. And, um, and Scott still remains our lead visionary, our lead pastor, and Janelle certainly um, making sure that the, the church operates in the right manner. And they are both um, possess one board vote and two founding board members. Um, next, Chris Ingalls, as Scott mentioned, um, was the president of our board for the last two years. Uh, Chris is one of the founding board members um, the, over, I guess, the last the seven and a half years. Uh, Chris um, has, you know, degrees in in, uh, in the Bible and, and, and is currently still in school for that. But in his career, also helps organizations mitigate risk through insurance. Um, he. Um, and is really good at guiding organizations that way and brings that level of uh, instruction and guidance to the church in terms of mitigating our risk uh, amongst many other areas. So thank you, Chris. Um, also, Joel Diebel. Um, Joel is uh, a systems and IT manager at Lockheed Martin and has a, a, a master's in business administration. Uh, his heart for the church, love for Jesus, and wisdom and insight have served us very well uh, as well. So. Yep. Thank you to the, those board members for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they can see. Can, yeah. Um, again, Brian uh, is the president, and he's also part of a three-member finance team. So there's three of the board members oversee the financial part of the budgets and the money that comes in and where it's spent. And so Brian has um, entrepreneurial gifts businessman, started several businesses, has a not only a pastoral heart and a teacher's heart, but also a real heart for business. And, and um, I thank God for that. I'm not a businessman. I'm a pastor who wants to see people come to Jesus. Not that these guys don't, but that's not my specialty. I, I say, can we do this or not? Like, I'll get a dream and we start talking about things. But Brian has that gift as well as Darcy Nairns. Darcy, if you can raise your hand up here. He's the handsome guy up front with his beautiful wife, Annette. Darcy um, has been on the board for several years now. Darcy is a tax accountant and also the CFO for a nonprofit called Stout Street. So he's fully familiar with how boards are run for nonprofits as well as handling uh, finances. And then this year, after Steve Craig was on the board for seven years, Steve, thank you for your seven years of being a founding board member. We appreciate you. Uh, Brad Johan became um, our seventh board member. You want to come up here? Um, Brad has um, 
incredible experience to, to be part of this finance team as well as a board member. He has a history of being on other church boards as well as the banking industry and just knowing finances and being able to take things and put it on paper and say, how are we really going to be able to accomplish this? So we've asked Brad to share a little bit of a, uh, an update about finances and what's happening uh, in the church there. We you give Brad a little hand here this morning? Thank you. Well, thank you, Scott. Um, so clearly putting finance last right before, you know, a good lunch and everything will keep this short to you know, 35, 45 minutes of accounting and finance talk, but uh, um, so what I tried to do here is is to truly keep it short because no one wants to talk finance and accounting for that long, and the three numbers that um, are on the app, if you have your phone up, or we're going to show up here, um, kind of a stoplight analogy anyways, green, yellow, red. Um, to start with, 7.4%, that is what... Um, our giving has increased year over year. So through your generosity and God's provision, um, I mean, that's that's a, a huge accomplishment. So big round of applause. So, um, and uh, the the 3.1%, um, you know, just talking about the increase in giving wouldn't be really complete unless you look at, okay, what are we doing from an expenditure standpoint in that side of the equation? So uh, we've, through some, I say, tough, discussions and uh, a few different things on the expenditure side have been able to reduce um, our costs or our expenses 3.1% compared to last year as well. So um, both sides of the equations are working uh, uh, essentially to our benefit and our favor. So the second one, uh, 2.5, that is um, a number that essentially allows uh, a church or many nonprofit organizations to say, okay, how much do we have in savings relative to um, what our normal uh, monthly expenditures are? So in a catastrophic scenario, if for some reason just giving stopped tomorrow, would we still be able to serve um, all of you and anyone else who walks through those doors? So uh, three to six months is typically what a nonprofit or a church should target in this category. So it's, I mean, 2.5 is a, a number to celebrate, but it's just one of those that... Um, We'd like to see in the call it three, three and a half, four um, range. But we also talked to as a board. Um, we've done all of this, uh, everything that you see around you with no debt. So um, to be able to save and prepare and plan. Um, so big round of applause again. Just I mean, we have no debt. That's a that's a big thing. Um, and then the final one, five hundred and thirty-one. So you know. Scott can talk from the standpoint of when we started seven and a half years ago to where we are today, but this number is essentially when you look at all of the cash inflows relative to all of the cash outflows on a monthly basis, we're only $531 short of being at a break-even number. So that is a big accomplishment compared to the folks who were here last year when Darcy got up and kind of spoke through a few things. Um, this, this, this gap has uh, essentially gone from about 4,500 to 5,000 a month um, in the red to just 531. So once again, huge accomplishment. And um, I know. Uh, And then lastly, if you do have the app up, uh, you can set up reoccurring giving. I know when um, we look at all of the donations and, and ties that come in, so much comes in online. So thank you for the, the folks who have um, your giving set up uh, online as well. So finally, if you, if you ever wanted to see um, the financials or get a little bit more information on them, me, Brian, Darcy, we can talk through any of those with you. Just jump out online. Um, I don't think the link's up there, but just go to the, the um, Novation website, click on financials, and then... Um, We'll send them over to you, and, and more than happy to talk through them with you as well. So, yep. Thank you, Brad. I would say this, as we're kind of bringing this to a head, I hear stomachs rumbling and getting hungry, so we're, we'll, you know, we've accomplished this today. <laughs> um, and 
I was so blown away by God. Like, he loves people, and he wants people to know Jesus. And the stories that we could tell about people whose lives were affected because nothing to do with me or Janelle or any one person, all because of Jesus. And he loves people. He loves this city. And he wants to see more and more people come to know him. And we do this together as a team. We do this together. We take responsibility together. Our membership at Novation is not super formal. It is, are you willing to take responsibility for the, the good of this church, for the well-being of the people of this church, the finances, using your time, talent, and treasure? You're in. Are you, are you willing to build relationships and be part of the community? It's pretty simple. We, we keep it that way. There's lots still that God wants to do in reaching people. God, when we chose to start this church or said yes, the... the the world didn't necessarily need more churches. There are great churches everywhere. But God called us with a unique community, a unique vision in, in, in the people that he wants us to reach. And so I was thinking about a couple of things as I, as I close. Is it was a risk to start the church. That was risky. Um, I guess in a sense for Janelle and I, it was. We didn't have any money. We didn't have any backing. We didn't have anything but faith. And people who said, yeah, let's do that. And God has been good. He's been so good and faithful and, and generous to us. It took a risk after five years of setup and teardown and Woodrow Wilson Academy and that growth to say, we need a permanent space. We feel like God gave us a green light. And that, that was risky. And I remember sitting with the board um, three, three or more years ago in our house thinking, you know what, it'll probably take three years, two and a half to three years to kind of absorb the financial blow and absorb the cost, but God will get us back on track. And you know what, almost to the day, what Brad was just sharing is exactly what God was good, has been good to us. So there's more to come. I feel like God is saying there's more risks. What's next? Not, not what are we going to do next, but God, what do you want us to do next? What are you inviting us to? And I believe he has an invitation to us to be a blessing into the community. One practical thing that, that we is actually we are pursuing right now is uh, to start a pre-K, part-time pre-K school right here in our building. We actually have the facility. We actually don't, wouldn't have to do anything. And there's no real, real opportunities like that this close in this neighborhood. Across the street, there's people going to be moving in left and right. There are people within Novation that have needs. And so we, a year ago, I prayed. I said, God, this building is our biggest resource. It needs to not be empty. It needs to be filled with people that are being touched and changed and transformed and God began to stir in other people opportunities that could happen. I don't know what's next, but I know he's saying, do you have faith? And will you trust me? And will you continue to be generous? And we continue to say, yeah, God, all that you have for us. I actually have a little dream myself that one day we will have a novation ministry school where we're training um, local pastors, worship leaders, missionaries, people that that can come together and be trained by pastors in the city and use our facility for that. I mean, let's be dreaming together. Let's be thinking, God, what do you want that's next for us as a church family, as a community, and continue to, to you know, just press in in unity for all that he has for us. Let's pray. Lord, you are the creator of heavens and earth. You're our redeemer, our savior, our sustainer, our life giver. And God, we have so much to be thankful for. Most of all, thank you for the cross and the Lord Jesus dying for us, rising from the grave, knowing that you're coming back again to set all things right. Until you come again, may we as your church be found faithful in our in our lives, with our time, talent, and treasure, to be faithful to your kingdom. Lord, we pray your kingdom come, your will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in this church as it is in heaven. Lord, may your kingdom come and your will be done in our community, God, in our families, in our lives, in our home groups, and all our connections. May it all be done for your glory and your power. And at the end of the day, God, people will not remember the name Novation Church or any person. They'll remember the great God that we love and serve, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the food that you've provided for us this morning to celebrate with. Thank you for everything, Lord. To you be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.